0: I want to say welcome once again to our carol service. I trust that you've enjoyed singing the carols and the drama. You enjoyed the drama. Before we uh, finish off with our last two carols, I have a short message. Um, so I can see. My um, message is based on the the New Testament reading that we've that we've just heard. And the Christmas story is a wonderful story of how God, the Creator, of heaven and earth, of the universe and all that is beyond it, the stars that we see and the stars that we can't see, came to earth as a baby, born to a virgin, placed in a manger in a little out-of-the-way town called Bethlehem. And he was to grow up to surrender his life for your sin and for my sin and to reconcile us to God our Father in heaven. The Old Testament reading that that we heard earlier from Isaiah fifty three, verses two to seven, speaks of about Jesus being the sheep that was sacrificed for us all. The shepherds could be just like a side story to the main story of of Christ, the Saviour coming to earth, and the work that he had to do. But it's not. It's an important part of the birth of the Christ child and the beginning of the spreading of the good news of the Messiah. What I found rather amazing is that the first people to be told about the birth of the Messiah, of Jesus, this long-awaited Savior of Israel, was a bunch of smelly sheep-keeping men and boys, the shepherds in the fields outside Bethlehem. It was not heralded to the priests, The Levites, the Pharisees or Sadducees, the religious leaders of the day, who had been teaching, proclaiming, and waiting for the Messiah. It wasn't told to the kings and rulers or politicians or to the rich and the famous of the day, but to a bunch of men and boys out in the fields looking after their sheep. Now, these were important sheep, because they were the sheep that were used in the sacrifice in the temple. They came from Bethlehem. I think Ray mentioned that last, last week. Now the shepherds were not the A-list people of the day, but rather at the other end of the social spectrum. They spent most of their time, often day and night, with the sheep. They were known to carry the young or sick sheep on their shoulders. And sheep, for all the wonderful pictures that we have of them, these clean, white, fluffy animals running around, it's not quite true of them. They have relatively short legs, which means that their bellies are quite close to the ground and they get rather dirty. So when you put a sheep on your shoulder to carry it, you get dirty too. The natural oils in the wool of the sheep that keeps them waterproof rubs off onto you as you carry them around. It's actually very good for your skin. Just a byproduct. product um, And as you deal with them daily and carry them around with you, you tend to end up smelling like the sheep. So why were the shepherds the first to hear the good news of great joy? I can see a couple of reasons for them being the first to be told. The first reason was that if you were telling someone to go and find a baby that's been born, and the clue to finding this family is that the newborn baby is placed in a manger, who would you choose to go and find it? Would you choose a doctor, a nurse, an accountant, an engineer? an actor, a teacher, a driver, a housewife or whatever other occupation you can think of apart from a shepherd to find him. Do you think any of these people would know where to find the mangers in the town of Bethlehem? The logical choice is to go to the shepherds at Bethlehem. They are the ones who are out in the fields and tell them that there's a child that's been born and placed in a manger and to go and look for him. Because they know where the stables are. And they would quickly find the one where the the baby was lying in the manger. Did one of the shepherds draw the short straw that had to stay behind and look after the sheep while the rest of them went in to go and see this wonderful sight? Or did they trust God to look after their sheep while they all went in and looked for the baby? Or as somebody has once proposed, maybe they took the sheep with them. I mean, that would have been quite a stir. Talk about traffic jams in the town, you know, herding all their sheep in there. But I believe they trusted God and left their sheep in the fields, and they came into town to look for him. Now, secondly, shepherding was often a solitary and lonely occupation, where the shepherd would spend most of the day on his own, the only company being his sheep. They were not the best conversationalists around. They would often only have company when they gathered together in the evenings for overnighting together. It was their safety in numbers. They would share the night watch and they would look out for one another. And that's when they would get together and have a bit of a chinwag and speak about their, their days. So when they had been to the stable and seen the promised Messiah, they would have only been too happy to go out and tell others about what they had seen, because they were often deprived of of the opportunity to speak to other people. They were happy and humble enough to have conversations with people in and around Bethlehem and spread the joy of the good news of the newborn Messiah. I imagine that most of them would have had rather loud voices too, as they spent their time out in the fields calling to their sheep, because they knew their sheep by name. And they would call them, and the sheep would follow them. Very different from the shepherding that most of us understand. The the Middle Eastern shepherd was one that would walk ahead, call his sheep, and they would follow them. And even after they had been together at night, and all the sheep were together in one big field, as each shepherd got up and called, he would call the sheep, and only those that were part of his flock would follow him. The others would remain behind till their shepherd got up and called, and started walking, and then they'd follow. Because they knew their shepherd's voice. They knew who he was. So these shepherds would have been only too happy to go out and spread this good news, use their loud voice, and declare to those in and around Bethlehem of what they had just seen, the newborn Messiah. They wouldn't be out there whispering the good news to the people. They would be out there declaring it loudly, broadcasting it. And thirdly, I believe that the shepherds were chosen because these shepherds were the protectors and keepers of the lambs, as I said earlier, that were offered as sacrifices in the temple. The temple, there were sacrificed there for the Passover, especially kept for that time, and for all the other sacrifices that they need. They came from Bethlehem, from the shepherds in Bethlehem. They had to take them into Jerusalem, and they were offered in the temple. They were the first to see the perfect and spotless Lamb of God who would offer himself as the ultimate sacrifice for all mankind. And he would fulfill the Passover, being the sacrificial lamb. And he did away with the need for any more sacrifice of these lambs. And lastly, I believe that the shepherds were chosen because they are a picture of Jesus as the great shepherd the one who watches over his flock and knows each and every one of them by name and calls them by name. I love it that after seeing the Christ child and then telling the town folk about all that had happened and all they had seen, that they returned to the fields glorifying and praising God. Worship was part of their lifestyle. If you remember the Psalms, David, who was a shepherd boy and then became king, Wrote many songs when he was out in the field, praising. He was a, played his instruments and he would worship God. <coughs> worship was part of their lifestyle. Is it part of yours? What does all of this mean to us today? Firstly, think of the people that you work with and interact with on a daily basis. You are uniquely placed to get to know them and pray for them. And when the opportunity arises to share the story with them about how you had to find the Christ child for yourself. You had to find Jesus, your Messiah, for yourself. And now you carry the good news of great joy for all people in you. And you would love to share it with them. Just like the shepherds had to find the baby in the manger and then go out and tell others about him, you have that opportunity to tell others of how you found Christ, or more importantly, how he found you most of the times. We are the lost sheep, and he finds us. He's the good shepherd. You can speak to them about Jesus being the sacrificial lamb who gave his life for your life and for their life because he loves us and cares for us and believes that we are worth dying for. Did you know that? That you are worth dying for. That's what Jesus said when he went to the cross. You are worth dying for. You can also tell them that Jesus is the great shepherd who knows and loves each of his sheep by name. He knows you by name. And scripture tells us that he knows every hair on your head. And that's a little bit more than knowing you by name. For some people, they can't believe that, that God knows them that well. But he does. Jesus knows you. He knows his sheep by name, and he calls each one of us to come to him and to become part of his flock. And secondly, if you've never asked Jesus to be your great shepherd and surrendered your life to him, there's always today to do it. And we will give you opportunity at the end, if you want to do that. If you want to give your life to Jesus, we'll make opportunity at the end that you can do that. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for this incredible story of your birth. That you were born in a manger, born, placed in, in that manger when you were born. It wasn't the best of hospitals. It wasn't the palace. It wasn't even in the local inn but in a lowly place you were born. And you came as that child that was sought out by the shepherds, found by them because they were told by the angels. You came to show us how to live a life of love and sacrifice. We me just thank you that you call people today to be shepherds to help lead your flock to care for your flock to oversee them to watch over them, protect them and be a blessing to them Lord I just thank you for that privilege of being able to do that be a shepherd to this flock I want to pray now for, for each and every pastor, priest vicar, bishop, wherever they are that they would just know how to love your people And especially at this time, just remind everyone of the love that you showed to this world. Thank you, Father, for the shepherd. But thank you, Lord, also for the sheep that you have called into your fold. And help each and every one of us to continue to follow after you as you go ahead of us, lead us and guide us. Be with us, protect us and bless us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.